Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris. Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Damon Barr in today. And you can join us. Plenty of thoughts on the departure of Wandale Robinson. You can join us. Your reaction as a Nebraska fan. Uh, are you selling stock if you owned any? in the offense for 2021. Numbers to dial up 466-3776-800-825-5865. can email chris at hailvarsity.com. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio, Chris Schmidt on Twitter, or at Damon Barr, that's two R's on Twitter. And uh, we will check in with Greg Smith in about 20 minutes. Greg, if you recall... Our recruiting insider, but Greg has done marvelous work over his career with Hale Varsity and, and beyond uh, with some really cool profiles. And, and one profile that that Greg did and Hale Varsity was able to do was was on Wandale Robinson and on Dale Robinson. So we'll spend some time with Greg here in the next 20 minutes and uh, just get his take, his read on things and the ripple effect in the world of recruiting. We know Scott Frost in Nebraska, they've recruited at a very high level. We're talking top 25 classes, despite not being a top 25 team at the end of the year. And you have departures in college football. You have lots of departures with Nebraska. When we talk about attrition rate, that was a topic Friday. We got into it a little bit Saturday and, uh, there was some smoke around Wandale Robinson maybe leaving the program Friday night. A little bit more smoke, as in when I start my smoker up, that type of smoke. And uh, you had the announcement on Twitter by Wandale Robinson. You've probably seen it. Maybe you haven't. Let me read it to you. It goes as follows from uh, former Husker standout. That sucks to say if you're a big Red fan, Wandale Robinson. Don't even know where to begin. This past year has been a stressful one for everyone. This past year brought so many ups and downs for everyone's life. For me, towards the end of 2020, my mother tested positive for COVID-19, which eventually led her to having to be hospitalized with some of her health complications. This disease has caused other issues to occur. For anyone who knows me and knows she's the biggest reason I play football, play the game of football. Being away from my mother and not seeing her during this season hurt me. With that said, I will be entering my name into the transfer portal. I intend to find a place closer to my mother and family that will still allow me to achieve my dreams and goals. 
I can't thank Coach Frost, Coach Held, Coach Walters, Coach Lubick, and the rest of the staff for the opportunity they had given me. They helped me grow on and off the field. I will always be forever grateful for that. To my teammates, I will miss you guys more than you'll ever know, and I wish you all the best of luck on the next season. I hope the bond we created will not be broken based on where each of us play. I will cherish every moment I had with you guys, and my love for all of you won't change. To the best fans in college football, Husker Nation is like no other. You guys had our backs through all the ups and downs. I can't thank you enough for the cheers, screaming and yelling for myself and everyone. So my response is this. Thank you, Wandale Robinson, for your grittiness, your guttiness, your ability to excite. And you look and you cover sports. I mean, it's fun. It is absolute fun. It's not always been fun if, if you're a fan. But a guy like Wandale Robinson, I mean, I remember when we were chatting with him when he when he flipped from Kentucky to Nebraska. And for Nebraska to get him, the job Held did, the job Frost did, the job Walters. I mean, everybody got a major, major flip from SEC slash Big Ten country. And don't forget, I mean, it's Ohio State, it's home state school, Kentucky, and it's also Alabama. I mean, in the running for Wandale Robinson. Nebraska got him and got him to football as a freshman. Nebraska does not beat Illinois last season without Wandale. Nebraska does not beat Northwestern. So as brutal as five and seven felt, take away two wins. All right? And look at this year uh, with what Wandale was able to do. Now, Wandale got lots of touches. Wandale got targeted a lot. But when it comes to the the offense in general, this is what it says to me. Bigger picture. I know he needs to be closer to home. I absolutely respect that, and I believe that. But I think there's there's a, a bigger picture statement here, uh, and it's not just Wandale. It's not just Spielman. It's not just uh, Mo Washington. It's not just Hymas, and I know Hymas was thinking NFL. I think there's bigger picture issues. And think of the movie Vacation, right? National Lampoon's Vacation. It's pretty funny. Uh, you got Eugene Levitt, or Levy, excuse me, that's the car salesman, right? And, and, and Clark rolls up to the car lot. He had picked out the sports car, and he ended up getting that godforsaken station wagon. That's green and brown, and what happens? Well, they put Griswold's trade in into the size of a of an ashtray, and they the, <laughs> Clark gets hosed. <laughs> you hate it now. Wait till you drive it. I mean, that was a parting shot, and 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 Clark's trying to spin it in the drive. Oh, this is more economy, you know, economical, better gas mileage. And and meanwhile, Rusty's like, Dad, you suck. <laughs> we don't get the sports car. I think the vision for what this offense is going to be and can be and look at Central Florida and, man, we got Adrian and we got things will be high-flying and sexy. And you're supposed to be coming to a sports car in through two years of your time here. It has turned out to be that god-awful 
green and brown and gold station wagon. That is what the Nebraska offense is right now. You hate it now, where do you drive it? Well, it's been bumpy roads for the Nebraska offense. And you've got a fan base that's freaking. It's DEFCON 2 or 3 right now. I get it. There's a bigger bigger picture problem here with this offense, with the production, and you can't have your top guys not playing. You can't have a Wandale Robinson jump to the transfer portal and things are going to be okay. It, they're not. They are not. The production on the field's not been okay. The scoring offense has not been okay. And quite honestly, the play calling, the game planning, the mental errors, the direction of the offense. And you need weapons in this offense. What gives you hope as a fan is a guy like Wandale carrying the football, touching the football. And he did. But how many times did, did Wandale get in, the, get in the end zone? Not enough. The offense was still very tough to, to, to take. And you've got instance inconsistency at quarterback. You've got inconsistency on your offensive line. You have inconsistency with the run game. And I think Wandale's like, bro, I, I love getting all these touches, but I need help. Where's the help? Do you have help at quarterback? Not guaranteed. Do you have help on the offensive line? Not yet. Do you have help in the running game? No, because you've had to sub in there and not catch the football in the slot. Oh, and by the way, what do you have at wide receiver? Well, you you have some names, but nothing proven. You were it. You were the focus of an entire defense. You stop Wandale. It's going to be tough for Nebraska because we're not sure whether or not Nebraska will game plan to run downhill. Look at the Minnesota game. You put Wandell at eye back. You ran a few plays out of the uh, out of the pistol, and it was looking good. And then you went away from it. You've got a a disaster right now on offense. You've got a PR disaster because the face of your program has left. How many videos has Wandale Robinson been a part of promoting Nebraska football? Was Wandale Robinson the player that was picked when it came to this new football facility campaign? Yes, he was. Because he's a stand-up guy, and he's leaving. Because when push comes to shove, health and mama, they're important. But to me, this says, I have zero faith in where this offense is going. I have zero faith in the direction that the offensive program is going. And I have zero faith in what you told me was going to happen will actually happen. You have doubt with your best offensive player. And you've got... Not just a coincidence, not just one disgruntled guy. I mean, you've got a list of dudes that have taken off. And all right, well, and listen, I don't think JD and, and Wandale are apples to apples. They're not. But you've had just an issue. Spielman, Mo Washington, Wandale, Bell, where's Omar Manning at? Where are all these stud wideouts that are supposed to get on the field? Why are they not? Who's who's going to play running back next year if if Mills takes off? You know, and and I think there's just there's concern. And listen, you're not playing in a bowl game. Kids get to go home. Kids get to be around people. Kids get to be around people in their ear. I mean, you got Vince Morrow at, at Kentucky that used to be at Nebraska under Bo's staff. He's at Kentucky. He's locked in in that region. The minute you go home, 
people outside the program are going to start to work on you. They're going to whisper in your ear. They're going to put some doubt about where they're going. And, hey, man, we can use you here. Now, I think Kentucky's quarterback just transferred, but you got a new offensive coordinator. And I don't know that Wandale's going to Kentucky. That would be my bet, all right, based on, on how strong a Kentucky lean he was. But he said, you know what? Let me give Nebraska a shot. And based on everything you saw with the last six games of, of Nebraska in 2018 when it comes to signing day 2019, I would have picked Nebraska over Kentucky. But now on the recruiting trail, this is murder for Nebraska. And Nebraska's done well despite some departures. But you can't keep high-level talent here. And guys that have been in the program have departed. Uh, you have one former Husker, Tony Butler. And I know Tony transferred. But, you know, Nick, Tony's nickname was, was Grandpa by the team because he was kind of the, 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 the wise old veteran. And Tony didn't play a lot. But you know, yet, yet, yet Butler going, look, when your two best wide receivers transfer back-to-back years, it's time to look in the mirror as a program, just saying. And I think that's, that's one former player's take on things. Uh, without the 2021 class, Scott Frost has signed 15 wide receivers. Seven have transferred or never made it. Six are still in Lincoln. 17 total catches between them. And four finished the year. And, and, and um, four just finished their first seasons. You've got Noah. You've got Williams. You've got those two guys completing eligibility. Uh, you do have some good news on the receiver front. It does not numb the strain and pain of Wandale leaving. Samar- Samari Ture uh, is transferring from Montana. Big time uh, wide out on paper and on field. Six three hundred ninety pound guy. Uh, broke a Randy Moss record. Was a highlight reel dude. Super talented guy. Had other opportunities to play at Power Fives. Miami was interested. So you are getting uh, Samari Ture. Nice. But you lost the face of your program, the most dynamic guy. And listen, I don't chalk up Wandale as one of these selfish dudes. He did whatever was asked of him. Period. He ran the football. He caught the football. He blocked. He's a team first guy. And I think he stepped back and looked at this thing and said, is it going to get any better in 2021? Am I going to have any help in 2021? Is is this a mess here offensively? He's been a part of it. He's been the first and and loudest ambassador during post games. And he's and he's had a positive attitude. This is a, a monster problem for Nebraska. Now, you have Alante Brown, you have Will Nixon, you have Xavier Betts, uh, you have uh, maybe Omar Manning. Maybe. So, no one guy is bigger than the team, but brother, he was your team offensively. And this is a, a monster slap in the face. To Nebraska, and it's it's beyond a red flag. If things aren't okay, and maybe it's time for the coach to have a sit down with his team 
and and do a belated Festivus? Are there some grievances that need to be aired from my players, from my coaching staff? What's on your mind? Talk to me. Let's communicate because everything ain't all right. Can join us. It's 466-377-6800-825-5865. Those are the numbers to get in with Hale Varsity Radio. Can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Along with losing your best guy, this kicks your uh, optimism right in the junk if you're a football fan. And we need to know why. Well, we got a little bit of the why. Mom, closeness to home. But his discussion with Adam Rittenberg, there's some some scheme deals. Scheme being, I want to go to a place that can highlight my ability for the NFL. Did not believe that was going to happen going into his junior season. Greg Smith is up next with Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And we're back. Fellas, think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Charlie McBride's coming up a little bit after 5. Lars Anderson uh, will give us a Bama Buckeye preview. And I'm sure he... I mean, Lars wears Nebraska red all the time. I'm sure he'll have a take on Wandale. Jay Moore coming up. We say hi to Recruiting Insider and uh, podcast partner with Jay Foreman. Greg Smith with us. And Greg Smith HV. Mr. Greg, there was a lot of smoke. And it wasn't just somebody who forgot to put a cigar out, man. It uh, It's a fire with uh, the departure of Wandale Robinson. Husker fans are freaking. I completely get that. What's this say? And, and before we, before you answer that, you have a pretty extensive background with with uh, the Robinson family, with Dale. I mean, it wasn't that long ago during the signing period you had a nice feature on the family with the family, Greg. And you know what? Give me your your read on on the family and Wandale. Does it surprise you first that he would leave Nebraska? Boy, that's tough because on one hand, it does surprise me. On another, it doesn't. So the reason it surprises me is because he was the face of the program, mm-hmm. um, and there's no real bones about that, right? Like he was their best offensive player, maybe their best player overall. Um, if you remember back to kind of them unveiling uh, the new football facility and waiting room and all of that, like he was the only football player that spoke at that, right? Um, and so, and that was, you know, like, I think it was four games into his freshman season when that happened. And so it's, it's just in that way, it's stunning. On the other hand, it's a new day in college football where guys are, are very, are more focused, I should say, on trying to put themselves in the best position to get to the NFL. And, and, you know, I know that there is a mixed reaction out there of fans on whether or not that's a good thing. Um, it's a good thing when it's working well for you, like at, say, Bama or Ohio mm-hmm. State teams that are playing in the national championship. It's bad for you when you're a team like Nebraska who's struggling big time to get that rolling. Um, and when you combine that with, 
you know, kind of Wandale's usage. And it's not just, you have to get outside of just him getting over 100 touches over the last two years. Yes, those are a lot of touches and probably as many as anybody in college football. But you also have to think about how he got those touches versus how those touches were explained to him and his family during the recruiting process. Like, they like they were not told that Wandale Robinson would be dotting the eye and running up into the to the defensive line of Northwestern, right? Like, that wasn't part of that pitch. Um, so there's just a lot of ways to kind of look at this thing right now. Greg Smith is with us. His reaction, the transfer and departure of Wandale Robinson. You know, the the departure raises questions. We hit on the the optics of it. We touched on just the fact that this is one of your cornerstone dudes who is getting the football. You're featured. You're not going to go anywhere else and and get as many or more touches. I think this is a straight up. I mean, and I and I do believe the concerns about his mother as he as he you know get a, gave us a look behind the curtain just some of the struggles he had to deal with this year with mom and COVID and being close to home. So I, I absolutely believe health concerns and wanting to be closer to family. But the other side of this, in his comments to Adam Rittenberg, I mean, this came down to how am I being highlighted? How am I being used? And early in the year, didn't have a lot of touches. Uh, they gave him a lot of touches late, but he's the only guy you really got to worry about on offense. So you have all 11 staring at you. You need help. And I don't know that there's a whole hell of a lot of faith that there's going to be help in 2021 for him. Yeah, and I do think that I'm glad you, you mentioned this, Mom, because I do think it's also worth remembering, as you mentioned my, my feature on him and the family, that his mom does, does have MS as well. So she has, you know, a host of other health issues in addition to, like Wondell said, um, contracting COVID-19, you know, during 2020. So that – I. I believe that that part is very real, mm-hmm. um, and that is a legitimate concern, and you can totally understand that. Um, but as he did kind of has kind of laid out as more has come out, and he's kind of talked to Adam, is that there's a there is more to that as well. And I I agree with your point to you know you have to at some point if you're Wandale. You have to look for the team in 2021 and say, well, how do I have faith that this is going to be better, that these guys around me are going to be able to help me? But it's not just like him taking shots at teammates. No, it's That's not. also, are you going, like, is the coaching staff going to put those guys out there or find a way to get those guys involved? If you think about it, like when he was playing, when Wanda was playing running back this year, Marvin Scott standing on the sideline. You know, Sevilla Morrison is on the sideline. Ramir Johnson on the sideline. Guys that were, you know, high three-star, four-star recruits that were brought here, you know, to be able to go out and execute. We saw Xavier Betts, Alante Brown. Those guys have up and down playing time throughout the season. So, yeah, you could say, well, maybe Thomas Fedoni comes in and helps lessen the load off or lighten the load on him. But would you do you really have true confidence that they're going to find a way to get Thomas out there as well when we have seen them struggle with that? in the past with other guys not named Wandale um, because he was just so overwhelmingly talented. Well, and I mean, Nebraska's got some guys in the receiver room that, listen, they, they've recruited well. They've not kept everybody here, right? I mean, that's that's right. that's a trend in college football, but it's been a, a trend with Frost here. And does this speak to, to vision or, or confidence with with what the system is and if the system can be successful do you think part of that is that doubt was he talked into the doubt or every ice bath after saturday did that doubt kind of get drilled into him 
Yeah, I think it has more to do with every ice bath after Saturday. I think that the offense, the offense in the scheme, the system, it works, right? And we've seen guys, even the way it was struggling this year, guys were open. Um, but then it's a matter of, did you think the right guys were out there to be open? Do, do you have faith that the quarterback is delivering the football on time accurately um, and to the right guy? Like, there, there's just a lot there. Um, and that it feels like, and this is kind of the problem, I think, big picture when you step back and look at this decision and a lot of things that are happening in Nebraska football, there's just a lot happening and that it feels like almost like, okay, we see one fire over here, but there's four over, four other ones over on the other side of the room and we don't know where to go because there's just so much going on. And honestly, with this, this is just one situation and how many different, you know, dovetail situations do we have coming off of just the Wandale Robinson situation? Um, I think there, there's a lot of work to be done by Scott Frost and crew. Greg Smith's with us. HailVarsity.com and magazine at Greg Smith HV. Greg, are you going to repost on HailVarsity.com your, your, your feature with uh, Wandale and, and Dale Robinson? You spent uh, a lot of time with them. Is, or will folks just need to kind of uh, Google to find it? I think I'd, I'd love to reread it. Yeah, I can I can get that reposted back out so we so everybody or at least can on Twitter that. or something. Yeah, yeah. Th- I think that'd yeah. be great. So the the beer was knocked over, and I've poured another one, and it's it's about half full. So give me a quick take here on uh, Samari Torre uh, out of Montana, six three one ninety. I know he's uh, got the body, and I know he's got some experience. And I mean, Nebraska did get an All American today. What, um, you know, can they use him? I guess is my question. Because <laughs> I mean, we can just, you know, we can lay out like all these, these money ball players that got to Lincoln. Who's, yep. you know, um, now it's time to, to get him in the end zone. This is where, and it, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I think that this is where you started off saying this about you, you don't blame fans for being a little hesitant. I don't blame people at all because when uh, Suarez Torre committed to Nebraska or announced that he was committed to Nebraska publicly today um, from Montana, he, he's an FCS All-American, or he wasn't All-American, but he's from an FCS school. He um, had 303 receiving yards in, in a playoff game that broke a 20-some-year-old uh, record by Randy Moss. So mm-hmm. everything on paper says, hey, this kid can play. And like you said, he's 6'3", 190. Um, so he comes in with some good size to him. You think he can handle um, some of the physicality in the Big Ten and some of these corners. But you lay all of that out there, and then you say, well, we heard the same things about Omar Manning, who was 6'4", 225, and Scott Frost said that you know he hadn't had a guy like him, and that he was an NFL-type body. Um, and you can kind of go on down the list. And I think that, to me, is the biggest question surrounding kind of Nebraska's offense in particular is, yeah, they can get guys here. And I think that they're very good still at selling the vision um, of what it can be on offense, but actually getting them, keeping them in the program and executing that vision. And until they actually do that, I think that people are just going to be very nervous to go too far on giving any one player um, too much hype right now. Well, it's one thing to here is my vision. And then you're, you're, you're in the midst of of this movement forward with the program, and you may not like what you're experiencing. And you know you got to be man enough to realize it isn't all about you. There's a there's a greater goal, and that's to win ball games. But that isn't happening either. I mean, they're they're just not. And it's okay to be featured, but it's 
way more fun to be featured or be a part of something bigger. And, and to me, this just screams red flag with and how much do we hear about culture, right? I have no I have the defensive side of the ball. I don't worry about the culture because I've had I just had two guys come back that could have t- taken off, right? And probably more right. come back on the defensive side of the ball. So Chins and crew, I think, got things going in the right way. The offensive side of the ball, man, that's a mess. That's a mess. And, and what what can be done to fix it? Because th- there's no sugarcoating this. You just got to, I don't know, is, is it look in the mirror time? And do you have uh, a sit down with everybody on offense, coaches, players together? And do you clear the air? Yeah, I, I think you you kind of have to do that. But I think step one is for, you know, your head man has to realize that there is an issue, right? Um, because there are comments, you know, even as recently as, a, as games at the very end of the season from Scott Frost saying, you know, we're not going to stray too far off of what we've done. We know that this works and all of that, which is good to a point, right? Mm -hmm. It's good to have something that you believe in, but on the other hand, it has not been working here to this point. So you've got to find a way to adjust and react and get a way to get the most out of your team here, right? So that it can find a way to work here. Um, Otherwise, it's going to continue going badly. So yeah, step one is recognizing there's a problem. And I do think that step two is getting everyone together so that you can get on the same page, or I guess in in 2021 early stages, it's get on a Zoom um, and kind of figure it out, but that's neither here nor there. They've got to get on the same page and figure out as an offense what the identity is going to be and how to continue to move forward. And that's got to suck right now if you're an upperclassman. You're going into year two, year three, year four, trying to figure out an identity. I mean, it's supposed to be laid out in front of you and now just go execute it, but there's so many different dominoes falling between execution, play calling, penalties. I mean, it's just I hope they can get things turned around, but it seems less likely to have a better offensive year or even maintain uh, when you lose a guy like Wandale Robinson. Greg, it was good to chat with you. Thanks for your insight on this, and I always appreciate you making time. Hey, thanks as always, you guys. Have a great week. Enjoy the game tonight. All right, will do. That's Greg Smith, com and Magazine. Uh, good insight on the Robinson family and uh, movement forward. Uh, what's Nebraska do? Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. We'll get to some NFL and some Husker hoops in a minute. Uh, yeah, you've got some dates looming as classes start up the 25th of January. NFL draft declaration i believe is the 15th or maybe a week from today which would make things carry the one the 18th so i think you're going to see this week be about who's maybe transferring into lincoln and who's not coming back to lincoln the uh kickoff was out of bounds (laughs) if you're a nebraska fan with with wandale robinson deciding to hit the portal so We'll keep you up to date on the moves and uh, shakes from the week that is for Nebraska football. You can jump in 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. As you look at the Nebraska offense for 2021 without Wandale Robinson, who do you lean on? 
if you're Nebraska football. Assuming Mills departs. So you've got a bunch of unproven running backs. Uh, I assume Farniok's moving out at guard. And you've got, right now, Adrian and Luke at quarterback and Smothers. And then at, at wide receiver, these are some names, but you've not seen much. Alante Brown, Omar Manning, Will Nixon, Xavier Betts. Samare has been added. And then some of the dudes that, that were walk-ons and got some PT, right, that that contributed. Where do you go as the offense? I mean, you started out averaging 30 a game in 18, and it's it's just gone downward. You look like someone hurt your your cat or your dog, Damon. Let's get your take on this for two seconds. You hear things, you see things as a big red fan. And man, I, I this is really selfish. I'm the last guy to say and and say, yeah, it, it's okay to, to to quit and leave. You've got a different you got a different era, first and foremost, with with COVID. And secondly, you've got a guy who's given every inch of his being to this football team that just said, brother, it ain't it ain't going to happen here. That's what that's what it says to me it, in, the, in the short term. Still lots of football left to be played. Still the spring season, we pray. Still got a fall camp, and you still got a 2021 and beyond. But, man, this just speaks volumes to me. I mean, every time uh, the offense took the field last year and something didn't go our way, I thought to myself, hey, at least we still have Wandale Robinson. <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to say that anymore, and it makes me really sad to see him go. And it really does point to – just a big problem that the offense has, um, not only with getting guys on the field, but I feel like developing key players keep as guys well. here. Exactly. We can't develop them if we can't keep them here. And I, I don't want to see it just become this rotating door of talent that comes in, uh, walk-ons go on the field, and, field instead, because whatever is going on in practice for those guys isn't working out for them, and they're out. That feels like we're going to get caught in this like current of that happening over and over and over well and and how how much has to happen before it it is truly a you problem i I really never as a head coach never before during his tenure here what i have thought frost is on the hot seat i feel like the seat is getting very warm following this departure i don't i don't know that it's warm but it ain't gonna help you to uh to keep people with matches from lighting them. Because 2021's murder. It's a brutal schedule. You need to be able to have an identity, be good at something, lean on it, be effective with it. Because I, I think your defense is ready to take a step forward. Defense carried your ass this year, for the most part. You had a lot of empty calories and lots of yards, but minimal points this year. And you've just been too helter-skelter, either with execution, game planning, or the ability to, to finish a drive in the red zone. And your quarterback play has been all over the map. And that's not good for wideouts. That's not good for your running game. That's not good for your offensive line. They're all connected, but it just, I mean, you've had so many guys. you got Greg Bell. You've got Wandale Robinson. You've got Mo Washington. you got J.D. Spielman. All are not the same issue. All are not the same situation. 
but they're all guys that are no longer part of the program. Of course, Omar Manning's still the wild card, but he was supposed to come in and contribute, did not. And you had the Florida exodus that was a reality. And if I'm an assistant coach and I got someone calling me that's going to offer me similar money, that I, I have no history with compared to my time with Scott down at Central Florida who brought me with. Thank you for bringing me with. But am I on the same page with my, my head coach now? I don't know. Uh, listen, you've seen a little bit of progress from Nebraska basketball and a uh, tough one last night against Indiana, 84-76. The Huskers fall. They were down 18 points, though. But uh, Nebraska able to actually take a lead by three, 63-60. But I think Nebraska missed uh, or went one or one for eight in the final few minutes and uh, unable to close. Uh, you had a three-pointer by Teddy Allen, cut the lead down to 77-75 with 210 remaining. But Nebraska not very good from the free throw line, outscored 7-1 to one the rest of the way. Uh, but you did see... Some work done by Derek Walker. I thought he was huge for them. Gave him a finisher at the rim. You had the starters all hit double figures. You were able to get some some ISO work done by McGowan's, where Nebraska had spread it. You saw really, you saw what Fred wanted, wants to do, and you saw stretches of it really working well, where you had space, you had pace, but Nebraska didn't do the little things, and that was rebounding. I think the total was. 13 or 14 offensive rebounds. They got worked on the glass. And there was too many second, third chance opportunities for Indiana. Uh, in that, that once Nebraska took the lead, they didn't box out. I think Teddy Allen's a marvelous scorer. I think Teddy Allen's got that edge to him, which is what you kind of want and need. All right? But I need... I need Teddy and some of his crew to do the little things, and that's find your man and box out. And it's more than just Teddy. But overall, I mean, I think there were some times on the defensive side of the floor where he hurt Nebraska last night. And Nebraska, and I love what Coach Hoiberg did. Like, Fred got Ted out of the ball game, Teddy out of the ball game, as he was really getting frustrated, had a couple of hard fouls. And I totally get that. But Fred was able to get him out, talk to him calmly, then sit him down. Nebraska's going to kick themselves with, A, uh, getting down like they did by 18 and spending all that energy to get back and take a lead. But they didn't mail it in, thankfully. There were some instances a year ago with a new roster and a new group where they did. Uh, So there's that where Nebraska's... Continuing to fight, which is what you want, but eventually they got to break through and get a win here. This losing streak in the Big Ten's uh, a little tough to take. We'll wind down hour one, a tale of our city presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time, Charlie McBride's on the way. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt and Damon Barr. We'll uh, hear from Lars Anderson, part of the show with Jay Barker uh, all over the state of Alabama. 
So uh, Lars will uh, weigh in, I'm sure, on some Nebraska football and Bama and Ohio State. Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFLer, uh, will join us before we say goodbye. Don't forget ESPN coverage of the uh, championship game tonight. You can hear that on different affiliates here with Hale Varsity Radio uh, here on Lincoln's ESPN. Also the Superstation, 1460, 1550, Carney Hastings, Grand Island, out in central Nebraska. So uh, radio's a lot of fun to hear football on. A reminder about moving, West Blue Realty is uh, the source for you when it comes to residential homes and in homes in Lincoln and the surrounding community, and they specialize in in what you're looking for. A, B, their customer service is incredible, and C, uh, no two better folks to, to help you find that next home, that new home. If you're ready to move, then Tom Luby and Kelly Hofschneider. Give uh, Tom a shout at 402-540-3768. Can call Kelly Hofschneider as well, 402 202 2312 and get an appointment today with West Blue Realty 1120 K Street Suite 200 you mentioned Hale Varsity they can provide you up to $1000 on the closing of your next home purchase also they handle as uh, our dear friend Damon Barr says uh, if you have an estate uh, that means rural land right do you have some farmland you're looking to move they can handle that agricultural land uh, with West Blue Realty, they have an auctioneer. They can handle handle anything from live auctions to sealed bids to general land listings. And they've sold land all over the great state of Nebraska, Seward, Oto, Lancaster County. They can help you as well. Uh, WestBlueRealty.com. Any shocks to you from the postseason hmm? in the NFL? You had a, a tight ball game with Indy. And uh, Bills Mafia, they eked that out. I, I could not believe what I watched in Cleveland or with with Cleveland last night, and and just how off Big Ben was. I knew he threw for 500 yards, and I know his touchdown to interception ratio was one, four to four. That was a little ugly. I thought Chicago would would get backhanded, and it should have been worse than 21 to nine. Uh, Philadelphia is in search of a new head coach. We'll see what happens and transpires with Deshaun Watson and him wanting the hell out of Houston. I think this whole Tua thing about maybe giving up on Tua this soon. Wow. Uh, not sure I'm, I'm down with that. But Cleveland goes to Kansas City. And Cleveland can run the football. One of your most hated Husker coaches ever, for some of you, is an incredible offensive line coach and has Cleveland playing wonderful uh, offensive line play where they can run with Chubb and company. So I, I don't worry about Kansas City next week. I think Green Bay is ready to rock. Baltimore uh, got me another steak and a beer from Elijah Herbal. I even gave him the points. Baltimore was favored by three and a half or four on the road. Then they stopped Derrick Henry. Our old boy Sam Cook still alive in the postseason. And Tampa. Tampa makes the move down to New Orleans. Can they make uh, things work next weekend? All right, Charlie McBride's on the way with Hale Varsity. 
Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Damon Barr, uh, Lars Anderson, longtime national columnist and part of the Jay Barker Show, will preview Bama and Ohio State. Jay Moore, former Husker and NFL, are here in about 35 minutes. We kick off Hour 2 on a Monday with Mr. Blackshirt himself, Charlie McBride. Mondays with Charlie and, uh, Coach, the news of the day, Wandale Robinson is leaving the Nebraska football program. Adam Rittenberg's story from ESPN.com just came out a few minutes ago, and it's got some quotes from the former Nebraska do-it-all running back wide receiver. And I'm going to read you the, uh, the first paragraph about why Wandale's leaving. He was about 50-50 with my mom and how I was used at Nebraska. I loved the touches and the way I got the touches. Sometimes they don't translate to the way I want them for the NFL. Uh, when it came to the ideal offense, option routes, choice routes, over routes, things to really see exactly uh, what I can do with the ball in my hands. And uh, he's thanked the Nebraska fans, the coaches, he is gone. I know he's a guy you loved watching in Nebraska. What's your reaction? Well, he, first thing is, is he's young, and the second thing is, is I know uh, when I was in school, our coach got fired, and everybody for about a day was all going somewhere else, and this and that, and uh, I think that's you know that the stuff about the football part of it. Uh, that that that's something that can be discussed with the coach and to solve some of those problems mm-hmm. without you know without having to go somewhere else. Uh, I, there are some things though that that happen, and I and a lot of times you don't know what the status of the family is financially, and sure. for them to travel, you know, maybe uh, you know to, to get to the games and so forth, it's just easier for them to be. Um, you know, to be close to home, uh, that's that's usually one of the one of the primary reasons I think that is used. Uh, I know that most kids have already discussed that with their parents before they, you know, go far away from home. Which you know, I I you know I've run across that quite a bit, and uh, and it's hard financially for some to you know to drive every weekend to get in the car and go or to fly or to do whatever it takes. But I, you know, I think that uh, sometimes it's sour grapes, and I've usually found out that guys that do that, you know, for some reason, um, you know, he's not only walking out on 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 Nebraska and that he's walking out on, you know, some probably pretty good friends that are probably pretty upset, you know, that he, you know, would all of a sudden bail out like that, and and then again you wonder. You know, if there's any tampering or anything like that, you know, the NCAA really did a bad job in making this rule when they made it. And, um, 
you know, it's going to hurt a lot of schools, um, I think. And it, and it can hurt especially, you know, uh, if you get to a school that's really not winning a whole lot and the school back home's winning or doing something like that, that can that can figure into it. I don't know how Kentucky's doing necessarily then. Nothing to write home about. But, you know, I, I, I just think that, uh, you know, to know what he's going to do down there, is a little bit over the top, and uh, to, to uh, you know, what 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 maybe what they're telling him is something that you never know till you get there. You know, it's always sounds good. <laughs> Everything sounds better, greener on the other side sometimes, and then you get there, and all of a sudden it isn't what you think it is because there's a better player than you, <laughs> and you're not getting on the field like you thought you would. And, you know, so it, it, you know, he knows where he stood here. I think that that was a plus for him. He doesn't know exactly where he stands there. Now he may turn into be an All-American. I don't know. I doubt it. But uh, I think I think that, you know, some of those times, you know, you you can find a million excuses you're going to hear, and those excuses will change as the day goes on. <laughs> Charlie McBride's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, how do you how do you explain it when it comes to perception, reaction, and recruiting trail for Scott Frost? Is it a red flag? Is it an alarm bell? I mean, Scott's had a lot of guys leave the program. Well, I think the number one thing is is when he came, you're grabbing guys almost. You know, I remember Callahan had about two weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that. You know, you're just grabbing a hold of what you can get, what what's left over a lot of times that, you know, that happens. I don't know exactly how Scott fit into that mold, but but that that can happen. I think one of the things I think you'll 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 find out is that a lot of times one of the things that I that I know has happened to a lot of them. If you go from Minnesota, say for example, to SC, Miami, or any of those, you're going out of your element. And you you really have to be ready to adjust to the you know the people. I mean, uh, there, nothing's wrong with them. It's mm-hmm. just that you don't feel the same. You don't. You know, it's not as comfortable as it would be as if you went to a school in the state next year or a couple states away. You know, sure. uh, it's it's just hard. And I don't think that's the case um, in, in this case. But I think a lot of times in your recruiting. I think the thing is, is that's something that really is under consideration. And I know that we really did, did, we worked hard in Kansas and Missouri, and there's some good players there. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I think they, those players aren't going to walk on you. They're, they're, their folks are there. They, they know about Nebraska. They, they're more familiar with it. And I know that, you know, trying to stay around, you know, the, the area that you're from, especially uh, being from Nebraska, uh, you know, you don't have any more. You don't have the fly-in uh, like we used to have with some of the old airlines that took off out of here. But, you know, they can fly to Omaha. That's fine. But it's it's not the easiest school in the world to get to. So a lot of kids depend on that kind of thing. You know, they want to be able to, you know, parents want to get in there and get out of there and, so that's part of the selling point you have is, is how you get there and 
so forth. But if if people live, for example, in the Kansas City area or in the Missouri here, you know, with you know, it's it's a lot easier for the parents to, to you know mm-hmm. to feel comfortable coming up here or going down from Minnesota or Wisconsin or wherever it is. Uh, than it is if you're down in Florida. And the Florida kids, it's a change for them. And they come up here, it isn't what they thought it was going to be. And, you know, it's the cold weather all of a sudden that that turns into something. And um, (laughs) so, (laughs) you know, that one goes. But, uh, uh, you know, there's so many different reasons. But I think the rule is really, really, really bad and, and can really hurt Nebraska at any time. I mean, you... You know, you don't know what, I mean, I don't want to start something, but, yeah. you know, just as an example, what he may be talking to somebody else on our team about, hey, come down here or, you know, and this and that, because coaches are a little bit devious at times. And I think to, to do that or to, to tamper with other schools' players sometimes is, uh, you know, not a rule against it, as far mm-hmm. as I know. You know, there's no rule against any of those coaches talking to anybody, you know, as far as I know. I, And so you don't know what coach may say to a kid, hey, you know him, call him up and see if he's interested in coming here to school, you know. And it can so happen on. just like that. Charlie McBride's with us. Coach, what a switch gears. It's Alabama and Ohio State tonight. And what does this night mean to you? I know you're going to watch football. But you you had such a great career, and your defenses played well and won a lot of championships. What do you remember about your preparation for for kind of going to war for a title? Well, it it, it over the years our practice schedules changed down there, and we practiced earlier, and the kids had more time off. Whereas in the past years, we had lost quite a few games in a row and it was we had them tied up the whole day mm-hmm. and it, and we were rushing all over the place at night to go to one of their outings or whatever it was and so we changed that and it really helped us a lot i don't think we lost any games after we did change it uh, you know to an earlier time uh and and in in reality if you realize you know a lot of kids you get on the florida the first thing they want to do is maybe go out at night and hang out for a while and so you give them a few days off when you get there but uh when you do practice in the morning they don't really want to stay out very late because they got practice in the morning and <laughs> it's kind of tough duty if you you know stay yeah, out i got you so we didn't start curfew maybe till i don't know over a week but a week or so before, let's just say, and you know, and uh, and and at that time, then you know, we're getting zeroed in on what we're doing. You know, it's, it's a business trip. A lot of people call it. I think it is a business trip, but it's also a reward. And you don't want to, you just, you don't want to just wear them, wear them out. Now, if you're playing for a national championship, that's that's a little different, and all the players realize that. You know, that's a that's a whole different deal. Whereas if you're playing in the minor, you know, a lesser bowl game, so um, you know that 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 too is is you know is something to you know to think about when you go down there. You you know, and and you always have there's always one or two guys that want to you know do their own thing, and uh, you know on occasions we've sent guys home. 
Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, when we look at, at some of the games, you guys were right there against Clemson in 81. Of course, the 84 Orange Bowl with the go for two. Florida State, chance to win with the kick and then the breakthrough. A lot of really awesome years, but you get the title. The title run starts uh, against Warren Sapp in Miami, and it was the Husker defense that really, really complimented. I mean, all sides of the ball played well yeah, that, that night in Miami, Florida, and, of course, India sent T.O. out with uh, the championship over Tennessee. Is there one of those title games that is always kind of in the back of your memory, more so than another? Well, well, it's 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 probably going to have to be the you know the uh, first in '94 because okay. you know you get the idea of going down there. You're playing uh, in their stadium with yeah. their people. <laughs> you know, it's an away game, and uh, you know, so it, it's you know, it's not. I don't think they there was no problem with harassing our players or anything like that that I know of, and you know that wasn't the case, but. Uh, you know, it's it's tough when you're playing on your own basketball court. It's a little bit more comfortable than it is, <laughs> you know. And same thing with football. You feel a lot more comfortable with your fans, and uh, most of the tickets by the by the outside people are going to be all Florida people. Uh, the the more the bowl people down there that, that had to entertain us were Miami people. You know, they went to Miami, and that that's where. The, you know that's kind of the heart of the Orange Bowl committee, so they have to kind of, you know, walk in mud for a while. <laughs> they switch it around so they don't have to do it every year, but it gets a little tough on them too, especially if you're playing a home team. So that that game in particular was, you know, Florida State's a little farther away, but not quite. And mm-hmm. you know, the Sugar Bowl we played, and of course Baton Rouge is. We played LSU twice, and they're down the road a piece, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, those are the those are the things you you know that you have a disadvantage at. I think you know you're definitely a, an outsider playing, you know, in in a game like that. Um, I don't I don't know you know how it how it exactly is going to be, um, you know. Uh, it's it's easier for Alabama people for sure to mm-hmm. get there instead of. Ohio people, but uh, you know the tickets are going to be gone on both sides of the fence. So mm-hmm. in a game like that, people will spend the extra, you got, know, to get there and do it. Got about a minute here. Who do you like tonight, Bama or Ohio State? Well, I think what happened at Ohio State that I've seen is their improvement over the last part of the year, and then they got that running back squared away mm-hmm. and that kid got 300 yards the first year first week he, he got in there uh if the quarterback is is in good shape i expect ohio state to play well mm-hmm. I, I i expect them to play a lot better but you know again uh auburn, or auburn alabama's played uh, you know all their whole season and uh uh, you know, I think that maybe that you know they maybe that's a, a plus or a minus. I I think that I think Ohio State's going to do a lot better than people think. Okay. I, that's just me. And uh, they they after watching their last game with Clemson, they they pretty much took that game over. And you know that wasn't much of a game as it ended up. Mm. So coach says it'll be a tight one, and Ohio State's playing good ball and. 
We'll talk in a week here, Coach, about uh, your friend Nick Saban. Did he get that seventh national championship <laughs> or not? So anxious. Well, the last time we played Nick up at Michigan, we put 50 on him. So, you know, <laughs> you know I hope he doesn't get 50 put on him tonight. No kidding. Sure. No kidding. Coach, you enjoy the game tonight. Thanks for your time, as always. Okay. Thanks for having me. Thank I'll care. see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye now. That's pretty good. I'm sure Nick loves that. You bring up Nebraska and... Yeah, the, the half a hundred that was hung both times Nebraska played St. Nick when he was at Michigan State. A man who knows Saban well, Lars Anderson's up next. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Let's talk some college football, national title game, Bama and Ohio State. We welcome in part of the Jay Barker Show and... 20-plus-year veteran of uh, Sports Illustrated, Bleacher Report. Uh, we say hi to Lars Anderson, at Lars Anderson 71 on Twitter. Lars, what's up? Uh, another title tilt before we get to Bama and some thoughts on tonight's matchup. Uh, Lars, you watch Nebraska as often as you can. And I know a guy you were impressed with was uh, Wandale Robinson. He is gone, announcing on Twitter few hours ago, he's leaving the program. What's your thoughts? Well, uh, it's not good for Nebraska, obviously. Um, it would have been fun to see um, Robinson uh, playing out on the perimeter with uh, McCaffrey. I don't think McCaffrey should be a quarterback. I think he should be playing the position like his brother plays. Sure. And if you got, if you would have had those two guys uh, almost lined up as uh, Johnny Rogers style wingbacks, boy, he could have really had some fun and creativity there. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not a good sign when one of your best players decides to leave the program, especially after he's gotten to know the staff and gotten to know uh, Coach Frost. And, 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 and look, I, I, think, I think Scott Frost, just ha- he, he has got to do a better job. And it's, uh, um, we forget, or it's easy to forget, that he does not have a wealth of experience as a head coach. You know, he was uh, he was gifted Marcus Mariota when he was at uh, um, Oregon as an offensive coordinator, and that helped propel his career. And then he had some some special players down in Central Florida um, that he didn't necessarily go out and get that they were already on the roster. And, um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of excuse-making going on that I, I, I frankly find a little um, disgusting about the clapping of the hands or, you know, at Iowa mm-hmm. um, and, and other things at Minnesota. Just man up and say you got beat, okay? And, and, uh, and I think Scott sometimes, and, and look, Scott, uh, I, I, and I'll just be frank about this scott and i have had a sort of a rough relationship over over the course of two decades and he i don't even know if he knows my name but uh you know when i did the showtime documentary on lawrence phillips scott was not portrayed in the in the most uh, positive light um but I, i i certainly hold no personal grudge against scott 
I hope Scott does well. Uh, I'm a Nebraska fan. I named my kid. I live in Alabama. You know that. Mm-hmm. I named my kid Lincoln after where I was born. I'm a proud Nebraskan. I want Nebraska to do well. But Scott has got to do better. He has got to do better. And, you know, at the time, we all thought, oh, this is a great thing. He's bringing his whole staff from Central Florida. Well, you know what? Maybe it wasn't a good thing. Uh, and also, and he's got to really examine what is going on in his coaching staff. He's also got to quit talking about the past. You don't hear Nick Saban talking about the past, okay, ever, ever. Nick Saban is constantly evolving. Do you think Nick Saban's offense looks anything like it looked five years ago? No. Does his defense? He used to have Dante Hightower, middle linebacker, weighing 260 pounds. Now his linebacker, his middle linebacker, Dylan Moses, weighs about 210. I mean, constantly evolving. You can't go back to Scott Frost saying, okay, uh, I know the formula that worked, and we won a national championship with that formula. Well, really, you think 1997's formula is going to work in 2021? It ain't working. And uh, I, I think Nebraska fans will give him two, three more years because he's a beloved figure. And, again, I want him to succeed. Quit talking about the past. Focus on the future. Realize that, that uh, what you did in the past means absolutely nothing. And, again, the formula has to change. It's always changing in college football. And, and, and Nick Saban is testament to that. I mean, uh, he's poised tonight to become the winning, winningest coach, uh, the, the, the most uh, decorated coach in college football history. And then he is going to be right shoulder to shoulder there with Lombardi in terms of coaches in both NFL and college football for the greatest of all time. And I would, I would argue, and I've written two books on the guy and probably 30 magazine stories, his greatest attribute is, one, his willingness to work hard, but two, his willingness to adapt and evolve, change, and try to stay a step ahead of everything. And uh, what is going on in Nebraska is not working. And, um, you know, there's going to have to be some serious conversations about his assistance. Uh, I do think Scott can get the job done, but it's not working right now, Chris, obviously. What, what is the, you tell me, Chris? Am, am I am I off base in this analysis? This is an awful look because it's your prized cornerstone offensive recruit, and when he talks to ESPN.com, and, and part of it was family, part of it was COVID related to be closer to home, but part of it also is being in an offensive system that can highlight his skill set. It's not that Wandale's not touching the football; he is. But what else is around him? And that's the issue. The offense has been uh, a, a shell of what it's supposed to have been uh, post-year one when you had J.D. and Stanley, right, at, at, at the receiver spot. And when you had uh, Divino Zigbo running the football, you're not going to have, likely not going to have Mills running the football uh, because uh, he'll probably head off to the NFL or try to do that. What do you have at wide receiver? It was pretty much Wandale. They've got some guys in the pipeline, but you've had your two best receivers the last two years uh, transfer out of the program, and, and you've had some departures. Now you have some guys coming back for another season in Cam Taylor-Britt and JoJo Doman on the defensive side, 
but it's uh, it's it's a mystery where we don't have the full story, or is there more to the story with uh, losing a guy like Wandale Robinson? To me, it says, I don't have faith in this offense. I don't have faith in this team. I'm going somewhere else that can, can highlight me, and I can get some help, and we can win some football games. We can win some foot, some, some close football games. To me, that's what it says. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree. Uh, and, um, again, I, I, it, it goes back to the head coach, and the head coach has got to get better. He has just simply got to get better. How does a head coach get better? Well, he works his ass off in the off season. He goes and he visits different programs all across the country and what and tries to figure out what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. I can tell you that uh, one of the, the, the one of the tectonic shifts in Nick Saban's philosophy came after the 2014 Sugar Bowl when Ohio State uh, beat Alabama. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott ran for like I don't know two hundred and uh, two hundred and fifty yards or something. He went off. And so what did Nick? What did Nick Saban do? He invited uh, and, and paid for, I'm sure, uh, Tom Herman to come to Tuscaloosa. Herman was the OC at Ohio State and just gotten a job at Houston. He uh, gets uh, Herman in his office and he has Herman in there for two hours. And he's like, how did you do this to my, my defense? What was it schematically that we were doing wrong about body type, um, uh, uh, hip dexterity, uh, ankle dexterity? I mean, Details. there was no detail. <laughs> there was no detail. I, I'm telling you, Chris, there was no detail too extraneous that he wanted to know about, like, do I need my strong safety to look like this, look like this, or what is going on here? And by the time Herman left the office, and this was two hours later, Herman realized, and, and I talked to Tom about this, uh, and I like Tom very much, by the way. Uh, I, I feel bad for him, what happened in Texas. But um, what Tom told me, he was like, I couldn't believe it. Here I was sitting with the greatest coach in, in the United States, and I didn't even get a chance to ask him a single question just because he wanted to pick my brain. And because of that conversation, that's how Nick revamped his entire defense. And that's why you see everybody on that defense is smaller. I mean, the corners are smaller. The safeties are smaller. The uh, um, the linebackers are smaller. I mean, you still got these these behemoths on the on the defensive line. But you don't even see guys like uh, Terrence Cody anymore. You know, like when when Quinnen Williams was having his great year, Quinnen Williams was uh, under three hundred pounds. Terrence Cody was three sixty five. Mm. I mean, he, he just just the game has gotten faster, right? And you have to keep up with everything. You keep up with the latest trends. Scott needs to go on a national tour, and he needs to talk to the guys who are beating him and figuring out why he's getting beat, and and then uh, or talk to. I mean, you always or talk to people who have left the programs, I should say, that have beat him mm-hmm. and find out what they did, get their secrets, and then apply what he has learned and make changes. Lars, about 90 seconds here. What happens tonight, Bama and Ohio State? I think it's going to be a great game. This is clearly the two best teams in the country, and uh, this was not popular on my show today, but I think Ohio State's going to win this game because I think uh, Justin Fields is uh, pretty close to 100%. 
and a, a, a quarterback who can run uh, with the accuracy of fields if he plays well, if he plays to his ability, if he plays like he did when he played against Nebraska, uh, what are they, 21 to 22 or something against Nebraska. Um, I, I think Ohio State's going to pull off the upset, something to the tune of 45 to 40. A lot of points. Don't disagree with you there. Uh, I think this thing could be a, a shootout. And just glad that we get these two teams, glad that we get this matchup. Now, the line has jumped back up to nine. You're saying just outright Ohio State. Big Ten fans around here will love that. But uh, you know what? I think Bama's offense is what scares me. I think Bama wins. I think Ohio State state absolutely covers but we'll see if nick takes down another championship uh native nebraskan and host with jay barker down in tuscaloosa syndicated across the state of alabama lars anderson long time with sports illustrated and the bleacher report follow lars on twitter at lars anderson 71 lars we'll get in touch soon brother it was fun to chat thanks for your time and insight and enjoy the ball game tonight and thank you for coming on my show so many times over the last few weeks chris and uh, let's let's do this again later in the week and uh, reconvene and see who is right and who is wrong and uh, and try to try to see how to, let, let's try let, let, let's see you and I put our brains together and, and <laughs> see if we can solve all the problems of Nebraska football that have existed over the last two decades. I'll bring the wild turkey. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Good stuff from Lars Anderson. Jay Moore on the way next with Hale Varsity. State two-year starter and rush in for the big run and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or uh, you know El Duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing? It's Blackshirt Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, the host of the More To It podcast, Jay Moore, and Blackshirt Husker NFLer. Also, uh, you catch Jay on Big Red Wrap Up. Jay, how many highlights did you kind of sit and smile about with Wandale Robinson in 2020? How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you know, there was, there was some good ones, not enough. With him, you know, with his, you know, I would have liked to see him, you know, bust off a few more, get some more catches, get some, you know, some some bigger runs. But you know, he was the the one maybe lone bright spot for the offense this year. You know, he just you knew what you were gonna get with him. He was he was one of your consistent guys. He was tough. He would get a lot of tough catches. But you know, with you know, that's the news of the day so today is unfortunately he's he's moving on. And uh, that's I think last time. Uh, I spoke with you. We talked about uh, we brought the C word a lot, and that's concerning. Mm-hmm. And you know, and again, that's very concerning when you lose uh, you know, your best offensive player. You know, going into his, his junior year, and you, you know, you lose again. You you lose arguably one of your better receivers. You know, the lost J.D. Spillman uh, heading into this year. It was Wondell. You know, obviously, you could get a, a grad transfer coming in. You still don't know what our Omar Manning situation is, but that's uh, it's very concerning and into 2021 and, and for this offense who you know can't can't get there can't get the thing in gear right now I mean, there, there's a lot to, to tackle with the offense and is it going to be better was it going to be better you hoped and part of that hope uh, hinged on number one and with uh, Wandale transferring he had some family issues uh, with COVID obviously wants to be closer to home but uh, you know there's people in in his ear and, you know, he told Adam Rittenberg earlier today that, you know, I wanted to be in an offense that would 
kind of highlight me for, for, you know, my NFL future, which, I mean, the kid's making a business decision, and I'm all for sticking it out and playing for the team. But this guy, especially late in the year, had a lot of touches, but didn't get a lot of scores. He, he was the, the focus. He was the bright spot, but he didn't have any help. And if I'm him, I get the hell out of here, too, just because it, it ain't going like it's supposed to go. And, and he gave him two years. And it's just, does this scream bigger picture problem? What's going on on the offensive side? Uh, a little bit. Uh, it's, I mean, listen, you, you want to keep your best players around, and he's, you know, one of your best players. But you know, offensively, you're not going to go anywhere if you can't win up front. And, and again, for uh, you know, the third year, you know, the back of the line, I mean, they were fully improved a little bit, but for them to be successful in the Big Ten Conference and to get things back to where it needs to go, you gotta, you got to be better up front. And, you know, there's some bright spots, you know, you know, with, with Cobra and Cameron playing well last game. That was a bright spot. You have uh, Ben Hart, who played well, or not well, but, you know, he's young. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Jurgens, you know, you lose. I think Bo Wilson decided he was moving on. You know, Farniak's going to move on. You have the younger Farniak stepping up. But you have some guys, you know, you have three good young players on the top of the line, but they got to get better. The top of the line's got to get better. I don't care if you have Wondell Robinson. I mean, you have Devontae Smith, whoever it is. If you mm-hmm. don't have time and, and some ability to run the football and, you know, put some stress on how on the defense instead of just saying, you know, we're just going to, we're going to suck up and, where, you know, you guys don't ever complete anything over 15 yards, so we're, we're not going to respect it. We're just going to force you. We're going to stop the run and let you get these dink and dunk passes everywhere, and, and, and good luck. And that's kind of what the name of the game this year for the offense. But, you know, it, would you obviously like to have Wondell? And I, yeah, but I can't, I can't fault them either. I mean, this, this offense has been, there's been a head, head scratcher for three years in a row. You know, the, the, the QB inconsistency, the head scratcher, I mean, that's tough as a wide receiver to find some. You know, to, to get some chemistry with. I mean, is, is it going to be Adrian? Is it going to be Luke? Is it going to be Logan Smothers? Who's it going to be? You know, you just, you just don't know. And that's just the thing. I mean, what, you just don't know with with Wandale and what's what his you know what his role was going to be. And obviously, it was going to be he was going to be involved in twenty twenty one. And you know, but does he want to play? You know, they throw him at running back a lot. But the hell, does the guy want to play running back? I mean, that's not his future in the NFL. But you know, they had to put him in there to to make something out of this offense and to try to get some some things going. But you know, I. He was showcased. It wasn't about you can't you know it wasn't about getting plenty of touches. I mean, I, I think the guy got about as many touches as he could, and they tried to get, implement them almost to maybe a fault mm-hmm. where they tried to you know they, they knew how how good he was, and it's like okay, we got to get Wandell, Wandell. Well, sometimes you know you you focus on one thing. It's like man, we got to maybe get some other things going before we focus on Wandell. But you know, it's 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 not good. It's it's not it's not where you want to go when you're losing you know good receivers. I mean, all the receivers we've had in this program have, have transferred, and like, the majority of them. And you know, there's there's a lot of football. Uh, there's a lot of years left, year left, and you know, guys go through spring ball and see their role. So I, I mean, I don't not that I know anything, but. You know, it's just not – things aren't going the right way in year three and heading into, heading into uh, in year four, unfortunately. Jay Moore is with us. Blackshirt Husker NFL or at Moore 44 on Twitter. His podcast, More To It, is uh, can download that. The Herd at Media platform, uh, Spotify, iTunes, and uh, Google Play. Jay, a couple minutes here. What happens tonight? Ohio State, Alabama, what do you think? Man, I, I – 
I like I like Ohio State. I do. I think what they showed uh, against against Clemson, they have the ability to get after him up front. Uh, they surprised the hell out of me with their ability to put pressure on Trevor Lawrence, not really even bringing up the left half the time. And then, you know, it just comes down to can it just the field can be healthy enough to, to threaten him with the speed. If they can hang in there, you know, you just can't, you know, you can't let Alabama get up to a good start. You know, you can't get down this thing 14 nothing and, and try to fight back. They're just too good. So uh, hopefully it stays. I like, I mean, hopefully they can stay within it and battle. Hopefully, you know, these COVID issues you've heard about doesn't hurt them, you know, too much. But I, I think they can hang in here. I know the line's, you know, a little over a touchdown, uh, eight and a half, sounds like, but. I think they can hang. They're explosive. You get Justin Fields some time, and he's able to complete some balls to some of those. You know, they have some dynamic, explosive wide receivers as well. You know, on other teams, so I, I think they can get it done. I really do. I'm gonna be rooting for them. You know, tired of seeing Alabama always in it. <laughs> but Saban's got, you know, Saban's got himself a, a hell of a, a hell of a streak going right now. But I, I'd like to see Alabama get it done, and I, I think they're going to be in it till the end. Jay, just a minute left here. Uh, what's coming up with you? The More To It podcast, folks can download and check out. Yeah, working on some stuff, just trying to figure out the game plan for for twenty twenty one, and you know, obviously, you know, no more football left to talk about this year. Just trying to line up guests and just figure out every also schedule for for twenty twenty one, and and figure out my schedule, and just trying to work on get some, some things lined up so we can get things fired back up and get guests on, whether it's football, basketball, golf, you know, mm-hmm. you name it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it all. Uh, it's just kind of a works in the progress, just trying to figure out how you know, early, early 2021 is going to look, and then hopefully in the next week or so we'll have, we'll have a you know, few out there for you know, out in the you know, Spotify and iTunes that mm-hmm. uh, people can finally download and listen to and, and hear some good stories and some fun things to, that we, we chit-chat about. About 10 seconds, biggest shock of the NFL weekend. Oh, man, it's got to be the Browns, I think. I mean, that start was <laughs> was crazy. I mean, first playoff win in how many years? 25 years, I think. Uh-huh. They, they, you know, so that's, that's my, that, that, that was the shocker for me. Just that start they got, you know, getting up, what, 21, 28, nothing. That's unexpected, especially at home with the Steelers and Roethlisberger. So that, that takes the cake right there. Jay Moore's with us at uh, Moore 44 on Twitter. His podcast, more to it. Jaybird, be good. Thanks for the time. Yeah, be good. Thanks, buddy. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, and uh, don't forget national championship coverage coming up very shortly on ESPN Lincoln on one of our affiliates, many of our affiliates out west and in central Nebraska also will have ESPN's college football coverage. So that's nice to have Bama and Ohio State. Tomorrow, Rick Kaczynski will be with us. Uh, I'm efforting Jacob Padilla to talk some basketball. We'll see if I get a sh- uh, shout back from him. And uh, Mitch Sherman from The Athletic, really good story on the Wandale Robinson transfer. He spent a lot of time on that today. Check out the podcast and appreciate you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find it Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. Give us a rating, give us a description, or uh, more so feedback, I should say, and uh, give us a rating, man. I always appreciate you doing that. I want to remind you about buckling up. Uh, there's over 
1,500 crashes each year in Nebraska involving an impaired driver, driving drunk, buzzed or highs, never acceptable. And law enforcement officers are working every day to stop it before any more folks are killed or injured. If you're going to drive, don't drink. If you do drink, designate a sober driver or get a ride share, get a ride. DUI costs more than you think. Brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Okay. So it's time to make the prediction. And uh, you want to do a wager, uh, Damon? I mean, Elijah owes most of ESPN Lincoln Steak and Beer. Uh, Right now the line has climbed to nine. Okay. There are going to be a couple of major contributors per Kirk Herbstreet that are out for Ohio State with COVID concerns. I think the over-unders around 70 or 73 or something like that. So we're talking a 35-30 type ball game Mm -hmm. or or more. I'm going to go with Ohio State. If that number's at nine, that's way too high. I think Ohio State covers. I think Bama wins outright. Mm-hmm. And uh, give me Alabama. I think there'll be a lot of points in this thing. Give me Alabama 38. Give me Give me Ohio State 30. 30? 38. Just, Thir- just cover? I, I, I think it's going to be one of those Ohio State might be within a touchdown, could lead. Great. but Or Alabama could just get explosive and they're up a couple touchdowns and Ohio State gets one in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, you know, I just think there's going to be a lot of points. I think it'll be a fun ball game. You're going to see lots of offense. I think you'll see points, and I think you'll see uh, Nick Saban take down the, the championship game and then be pissed about celebrating said national championship win because it's taking away from recruiting. Right. Yeah. Give me, give me a, give me a shootout tonight, please. That would, that'd be fantastic. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to counter you here. I'm going to say Ohio State takes this thing. I'm going to give them uh, like 45. I liked uh, what Lars was thinking, like 45-40, something in okay. those lines. Okay. Now, check out Lars Anderson, his comments on Nebraska football, the Wandale Robinson departure, and what makes Nick Saban so great. I know that uh, Tom Chattel did a really awesome profile on Lars for the Sunday paper. That was big time. Uh, Kent emails in and says, spot on, Ohio State with the backdoor cover. That may be how it shakes out. Plenty of football to react to tomorrow. Enjoy your championship Monday. Thanks for tuning in to Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.